0: Hi, I'm Mystic, a.k.a. Cynthia, the Gabby and spontaneous
1: F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping
0: people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they
1: do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey.
0: Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas, while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and that. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see
1: how Mind Power Meets Mystic.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters, Mind Power, and me, Cynthia Varkovisser, Mystic. And today we're going to be talking about transmuting anxiety, frustration, and apathy in the workplace. So. How are you feeling, Michelle, about this subject? I feel great. I love it's that. It's a good day. <laughs> I actually love this, this uh, topic because we both work with so many people uh, in this realm. So it seems, it seems fairly easy. And I won't say easy, but that there's a lot of crossover and a lot of space for us to have conversation. Um, so the first place I'd like to start with, and I believe you're the expert for this one is how in the hell do we have someone find a job where they're actually happy? I had a conversation with somebody about that today and they said, I have good news, but there was absolutely no joy in their voice. Oh, that's not so good. No, no. And so, you know, what, what would you say to someone who doesn't have joy in their voice when they just got a new job or, you know, taking it one step further of, you know, what is the risk really about of finding a job that aligns with you?
1: Well, okay. So I wrote a book that we've talked about before. My book love is it. An Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love. And it's my perspective that if you find work that is not work you love, it will leave. It will go away. Either you won't be into it and your bosses will see that and decide that you need to move on or you'll find something else or I've just seen too many times where it's not a great fit. And pretty much those things, at least in my experience in the corporate world, tend to terminate. And so there's a great deal more wisdom about how to attract a job that I can offer in my book, which I would recommend people pick up a copy if they haven't had a chance yet. Um, But one of the things that I think can help people especially job hunters as they're as they're looking at a number of options is to incorporate their intuition into the job hunt and I have an exercise for this that you know I think sort of came out of working with you because you were a major intuition teacher for me and it also came out of working with my version of my swami mommy who was right. Karen Gresham and I don't know how I sort of came up with it. I think I sort of merged stuff from both of you to come up with it. But one of the ways that I I integrate and recommend integrating intuition into the job hunt is to actually make a picture of a number of your opportunities. And I like to do that using corporate logos because I was always applying for big corporate logos and those logos actually carry an energy That's representative of the company. But if you were working in a different class of things and you didn't have big logos to put on your page, you could put pictures of the people you would be working with, or you could put a map of where the different opportunities were, any kind of visual representation and putting that on a piece of paper. And then actually, and this may sound a little crazy to corporate people, but I don't know. I find it works. Running your hand over that Over that piece of paper, probably with your eyes closed, just because that helps to sort of decrease the sensitivity of, of your visual sense and Mm -hmm. seeing if there are places on that paper that are hotter or colder or stand out to you in some way. And while a lot of people I know would say, wow, that's really super woo. I think it's really just tapping into our natural energy for Mm -hmm. being able to acknowledge that there are are some opportunities and possibilities that are hotter or better, and some that are kind of more lower or receding, and that this is an effective way of incorporating intuition into um, a professional decision.
0: Yeah, no, it falls right in line with how I work with clients as well. So so beautiful. First of all, I love that there's a version of a vision board for jobs and work and I love the logos. I didn't think about the logos and you're absolutely right about each logo having a certain energy and vibe. Ben and Jerry's for me. Everything about Ben and Jerry's I love including their product. And I would love to be an employee if I were to do that. And when a person comes to me and asks about, you know, a bunch of different jobs, I do the same thing that you just talked about with running over the hand is I just go in energetically and say, okay, which one is the energetic match? And then if they ask questions, then I dive in. But usually it's a yes or no question or, you know, first, second, third place. So that is brilliant. Brilliant. I love that.
1: So. Well and I I have found in the past that it was really helpful to get um somebody who is very energetically attuned like a you or a Karen uh to help with that reading because sometimes that is hard to do for yourself sure. and sometimes it is um you have sort of so much of your own energy and your own baggage and your own perspectives that, you know, oh, you really like the gal from this company. Well, okay. You might like her, but the job might suck, you know, um, that, that, that can be helpful too, but there's, there's a lot of power in incorporating intuition and energy reading into finding fits for the job, for the job place.
0: Right. That is, that is, I love that. So, love that. And here's the thing that I, I liked is that you said, well, you may like one person. This actually happened to me before I got into the intuitive work. I was really young. I interviewed for um, Wells Fargo Bank on the investment side. And I knew I was a shoe in. Problem was that there was something about the person who was interviewing me and was going to be my direct boss. That I immediately had a crush on him, and oh. I knew yes, and I knew there was absolutely no way that I was going to. I didn't have the um, maturity to squash it, and I knew that it was just going to be a disaster. And so I I passed it by, and I I didn't even know how to say, you know, that was not the kind of vibe I needed with somebody. Um, however, the job would have been great for me, and it would I would have ended up in construction anyway. Um, so it's funny how life led me, but at the same time, I totally get it. So let's talk about teams and people. And a lot of times when people come to me, they talk about, you know, they're having a great time. And then one person came on the team and mess up the vibe and then the team breaks. So I have a couple of things that happened for my clients that I have suggested, but I would love to hear your perspective on that.
1: I think that figuring out how to um, continually construct and reconstruct and reconstruct and reconstruct teams is really, really hard. And it can be hard as you're looking at adding somebody to the team, if they're the right fit, it can be difficult when sometimes there's a manager or a boss who's picking the the new guy or the replacement, you know, the replacement person on a team who might not really understand the energy of the team and what's Mm going to work with that. Um, You know, I've worked on so many different teams in so many different situations and every one of them had its own its own energy. You know, you've got your superstars, your rock stars who are out there doing all the work. You've got your mentors, you've got your people who are kind of trying to hide because they're underperforming for whatever reason. Um, Balancing team energy is difficult.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely, that is true. The other piece for those who are not team leaders, well, we can talk about on the team leader side, right? Or the person who's who's creating this um, space is using intuition to see what everyone's holistic skills are. So you may not have someone who is performing absolutely the way that you want them to within the structure structurally. However, they put a calm into the space and they help. So there is a value within that soft skill. And there are ways that that some people can actually even though we're all speaking English, they can translate everyone's language so that the communication is so much smoother and and that's a really important thing. So on the um, from my perspective, when someone is coming in and creating these teams or restructuring these teams, it's very important to look at the people holistically. And that's an intuitive thing, as well as taking a look at performances, performance Performance um, reports are so biased in a certain way. It's It doesn't encompass so many things. And I believe that that tends to be a challenge, right? When when all we do is look at, at those pieces. Now, let's just say, because I don't usually have the ones, the people who um, create the teams, they're the ones who are having a great time in the team. They feel like they're flourishing. And then someone comes in and um, and messes up the vibe. I find that really interesting in that sometimes things have to break in order for them to become stronger. And so there are many things happening on that level. For For instance, when there is conflict, you get to see your part in things much more clearly or not, right? Because we can get emotional. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing as well is to see how emotionally people get within this construct because um, you can see that how they handle stress, how they handle um, conflict. And um, and again, what is really important is to find the the value in that person and work towards the value and only the value, right? And then just let everything else be as it was. And then if that doesn't work, then it's time to have a very interesting conversation with yourself about whether, what is it that we're, that you're really looking for and then, and then move on. So yeah,
1: kind of. An- yeah. And I think some of that comes back to my point that when the job is energetically a misfit, it, it, it drifts away. Um, It might drift away quickly. It might drift away very slowly, but energetically, we are, we are meant to be in alignment with the work we do. And when that alignment is broken, one thing or another will topple it. Right.
0: And I, it's so amazing how I've seen one person come in and then the whole team breaks. So Mm -hmm. if I, you know, it's like, well, then how strong was it in the first place in order for that, in order for that to happen? It's, I'm always curious about that. But I want to remind everybody before we go on that they are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkovisser. We would love for you to like, subscribe, tell people about us because we've got some pretty fucking amazing stuff to share. (laughs) Of course we do. (laughs) So this brings us to... The third thing that I find very interesting, which has to do, and it, it ties in a lot with anxiety, frustration, and apathy, we can talk about apathy another time, um, is a lot of times people go in and they it they go in analytically, like this is the job for them, and they find for some reason, even though it checks all the boxes, that they're absolutely unimpressed with their position, they're uninspired, and, and then... Um, weird things happen. And to me, that means that they either have not checked in on their personal soul level mission statement and their integrity, or they have not really looked in at the energy, the vibe and the messaging of the company, Mm -hmm. right?
1: I know for me, there were multiple jobs that I applied for over the course of my career where I was convinced this was it. This was it for me. I mean, three of these jobs are coming to mind right now. And one was for a coffee company and I had coffee experience and it was local and it was going to be great. Nope. They didn't want me. And another one was for, um, for a retail company. And I just thought it was going to be great. And then in retrospect, when I didn't get the job, I went back and reread the job description. And I was like, God, I'm so overqualified. Right. Like it, it made sense that they didn't want me because I had like years more experience than my boss, which I boss would have, my would be boss, um, which would have uh, created all kinds of internal conflict and problems. And then there was another job that I applied for, which was a crazy situation because I was actually applying for two jobs at the same time at the same company, both through third parties. Mm -hmm. And the first job to make a decision, which I felt was the best fit, I didn't get the job. But then I got the second job like two weeks later. So here I am showing up at the same company through a different third party for a different role that was actually a really terrible fit but i had to go and see all these people who i'd interviewed with earlier some of whom had rejected me right and um you know that didn't work very long either <laughs> no it's it's
0: just an, it's just so strange um that people will take a look at a piece of paper and say this is a match this person is qualified there are so many things and now i have to say i haven't been in the interview process this century Let's just be real. I have helped people with their interview process. I've helped people energetically go through to get their next job. So personally, I have not been in about a quarter. I've
1: I've done it enough for both of us.
0: (laughs) It's so crazy looking back. I thought, holy crap, I have not. I have not um, actually, to be honest, I haven't interviewed for a job since 1987 because every other job I got, I was invited in.
1: Wow, Cynthia, that is a a standout story. That is really
0: strange now that I think about that, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, I've been invited into every single one. So I would be like a really shitty interview. Um, And yet, (laughs) and yet that's what happened. Um, And, and, and having said that, you know, going at two things. One is I love talking to a lot of entrepreneurs because they say, I am What do they say when they're, when they're not like, they can't, they're unemployed, they're unemployable. And, and it was just the universe saying, it's time for you to, you know, walk to your own beat. And that's always an interesting thing. Like you, like you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think I'd say I'm unemployable. I think I would say at this point that I choose to be building my own business. Mm-hmm. um but yes certainly i've met a lot of entrepreneurs in the last year or two and some of whom it's hard to envision maybe you actually um <laughs> how they would how they would perform within a formal reporting structure like right. you might see at at a at a larger business or a corporation
0: i actually loved working in a company um, I oh, there are great
1: things about it. It makes, yeah. it makes, you know, it's, um, somebody gives you a to-do list and your job is to, to do it and do it well. And yep. that is many times a lot easier than deciphering the path of the entrepreneur.
0: Right. I will tell you the reason I left the job that I had interviewed for, I was there for eight years. What happened was the up and coming president lied and, and threw me under the bus in front of my face. Ouch. And I thought, well, that is that is very telling. And I can't see any success coming out, out of it in any way, shape or form. And so it was time to leave. Um, the, and I said that I was going to write a book, which I still haven't done. Um, but that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial spirit, which is I was just going to get side hustles while I was trying to figure out what my book was going to be. So it's kind of a funny thing that it, it turned out that way. And I really didn't mean to say that you're unemployable. What I mean is sometimes the fits just aren't there. And so you strike it on your own, which is um, Carolyn Pistoni, a, a brilliant uh, entrepreneur that happened to her is that she, you know, she found that she was People would hire her for projects instead of hiring her. And once she completed the project, you know, they no longer wanted her. So it's a it's a fascinating story. Um, however, um, I also just think that sometimes people need to check in with themselves because they're so concerned with, and they have every right to be concerned with making sure that they pay their bills, that they have health insurance, that they are covered for their future, that they have families and spouses to think about. So I totally get it. And at the same time, there has to be some kind of representation of self in order for there to be, you know.
1: Well, your job doesn't have to be your be all end all, right? That's true. There There are plenty of people who have a job that they do somewhere between competently and very, very well that it, it fits, it resonates well enough with their spirit that they're okay there. And, right. and that, and that energy is good, maybe not amazing, but certainly not awful. And, and they can, you know, chug through with that for a long time. There are workplaces that are more stable where people are at for many, many years. And then there are our teams like a lot of the teams that I was on where the the team composition changes every month or two. And when when your when your team is changing <laughs> every month or two, you know, it's it's um it's helpful to have very defined roles and similar right. roles across organizations and that kind of a thing. Um, but it it can certainly lead to to misunderstandings and breakdowns and 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 sort of inefficiencies. Um, because you, you have to relearn little pieces over and over again. I mean, it's my example of the day. I just moved. I bought a new microwave. I don't know how to reuse the new microwave. It's Mm -hmm. not going to take me very long to figure it out, but for a day or two, my efficiency with microwave is, is, is low.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. When you
1: change jobs a lot. You you have to be the sort of person who can relearn how to do things quickly and repeatedly.
0: Right, right. The other thing is uh, is that there tends to be a lot of stress. I mean, come on, we live in a country that is you know based on competition, and um, and I do love competition. I'm I was not gonna going to say the
1: smile me. on your face right now. <laughs>
0: I do love competition. However, it does brings about stress for a lot of people. And it's really important to understand what stress is. Is is it worth having that job for or that business? And when is it too much? You know, because if if you are not healthy, then nothing's going to happen anyway. right? Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Well, my friend, we are already at time and I want to make sure that we hit everything. We've talked about finding a job. We've talked about what it takes to to be more clear in teams, right? As a as the team leader as well as you know participating in a team and making sure that you're in alignment so that you're you're in the raw in the right company, in the right profession. Right. Anything else you want to add?
1: well we were going to talk about intuition at work that was part of this theme oh, yeah. and what i want to bring up is that partly through my work with you and partly through other study and other teachers that i have had um i've i've learned to appreciate my intuition more than I did say 20 years ago. And it's very curious to me now, because as I work with clients in hypnosis, not so much the executive coaching side of things, but on the hypnosis side, that every now and again, I am so well in tune with my client that I can visualize what they're seeing in their hypnosis. Which is crazy to me because I don't have a scientific explanation for how that works. But I imagine this happens to you all the time. So I don't think a discussion of intuition at work would, would be complete without having spoken to this very mystic side of the whole thing.
0: First of all, yay you for being able to visualize with your client because when you're in that space, you know that you're in a place where you can really do some deep shifting for them with them. And so by, by your guidance, they have the power to do the shifting while you're holding the space because you're actually there with them. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. No, it's quite amazing. Yeah. And I love that you say that I do that all the time. That is not my gig. I am very visual and I can, I have snatches of it as well. Um, however, my visualization is a, is a little bit different and um, and it's fun because I get to either see something directly or it's symbolic and things like that. The beauty about intuition and because you are more than, you are so, you're clairsentient. I love how you really boost people without really, without giving of yourself. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a well and, you know, an endless well for you. You are a channel of, of, you know, being clairsentient and good vibes. Um, Everyone has more than one intuitive gift. And when it comes to work, what happens is that people tend to get bombarded and, and then they lay on top of that their personal anxiety as well as um, other people's energy. They are not like you. They're they are uh, You know, they have empathy, which means that you're feeling their energy, but you're taking it on as your own and you're not like f- cycling it through and and clearing yourself. Right. So yes. there's so many things. And then you have the stress of deadlines and things like that as well as personalities. So, The beauty about intuition is that when we, when we as individuals, um, can hang with our intuition and see that person that we're working with in the way that you saw, you know, you see your clients when you're actually visualizing with them, that is magic. That is team magic. That is project magic. There's, there's a clarity there that is, that's all I can say is magic. I, I don't have, um, An explanation for it either. I I like calling it in the pocket, right? You're in the pocket. Okay. And and so being in the pocket is a challenge because business tends to be three D, right? Very materialistic, scheduled, structured, and intuition is not three D. There's no there are no boundaries to it, Mm -mm. right? Right. There are certain right there are guidelines and agreements, but there are no boundaries to it. So it's about walking this this lovely line. And I really believe that if people were just a little bit more aware, just a little bit more aware that their workspace could be so much calmer, clearer, uh, less stressful, that there would be better boundaries, that there would be just so many, so many different things. And um, yeah, and that's, that is my belief. I believe we can change the world, Michelle. Let's change the world, Tintia. We are, we are change. Wait, we are, let's see. What did Willy Wonka say? We are the, (laughs) we are the change makers and we are dreamers of the dream.
1: I love it. I think that's exactly where we need to end. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been another fun, super exciting episode of Mind Power Meets Mystic. This is Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkivisser signing off. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.